Welcome to Share the Bytes, episode 26, Co-op in Games. Hey, Corey, how's it going? Oh, man, I'm tired, Ian. How about you? Uh, super fantastic, as always. Good. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, uh, been a fun holiday. I mean, here we are in 2021. Actually, this is our first podcast in the new year. Oh, awesome. I didn't know that. Congratulations again yeah, in that I, sense. <laughs> yeah. If you think about if you think about it, we've been doing podcasts since uh, over 10 years now. Yes. Not consistently, but not consistently. Like it, it's existed, <laughs> yes, and, and for for about that long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does that make us old guys officially? Uh, I'm still young at heart. That's the important part. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of being young at heart, uh, just this holiday season, I bought a new laptop, and I finally decided, you know, what? I'm going to invest in a decent gaming rig. I've never had one before. Mm. What are all the latest and greatest titles people are playing, or these kids are playing? <laughs> Yeah, you got an Alienware, right? Yes, I did. Uh, got it on a very nice Black Friday sale. Mm-hmm. I paid for expedited shipping, and it came four weeks uh, too late. <laughs> so I don't know. I still haven't asked for my uh, money back yet, but uh, I'm happy with it. It's a great machine, but Good. I decided to test it out with you, and we just had a blast, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I've... Uh, a number of years ago, I had a, a biking accident, and um, a good friend of mine helped me get through that and actually get back into video games after that experience through uh, being able to play a game together at the same time. Um, and up until that point on computers, that was, as far as I was concerned, impossible. But uh, it was called Borderlands 1, uh, the first Borderlands. It was just Borderlands at that point. Uh, there's three of them out now. Um, yeah, and... So when you had some time available and uh, and I was like, well, I really want to play this too. I was like, yeah, it's perfect. We we're doing uh, we're doing both uh, that and Halo, the Halo series, and that's worked out really well. Yeah, I, I mean, I've had a blast because you know when you said you know hey, well, let's play some games, you know, I was thinking, oh, all right, well, we're we're just gonna go back and you know play kind of like we did uh, back in school and it was mm-hmm. it'd be like a, an rts and we were playing command and conquer 3 at the time and it was just it's good stuff yeah uh but it was just me versus you uh mm-hmm. or we would if we had more people it'd be team versus team so that you know it would be competitive play yeah and yeah i, I mean it's fun don't get me wrong i had a blast mm-hmm. and you know we had a great time yeah everybody yeah. had a great time it, a lot of fun but one of the things I always lamented about it was it was never as much fun as playing a cooperative game. Because I remember games in the arcade, like Double Dragon, you'd play together yeah. uh, mm-hmm. against the enemies of your fight. Or even, my goodness, even with my friend in middle school, he had a Sega Genesis, and we were playing Streets of Rage 2. And yeah. that was so much fun because we were playing together. Uh, yeah. But another friend, SNES, and all he had were... Uh, competitive games like street fighter two and of course or mario kart and he's he plays them all the time i never had one so whenever you'd play 
I could, I would be alive for, I don't know, five or 10 seconds and then boom, done game over. Just try again. Yeah, and I'm you, going, you didn't learn anything. Exactly. And my thumb hurt because I was trying to mash as fast as I could. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad I had that experience. I'm, I had a lot of fun with my friend because it was my friend. I loved hanging out, yeah. but I didn't have fun playing games. Exactly. But when I played cooperatively, that's when I got the most out of it. And when you showed me and you said, Hey, we can play cooperatively. We can play the story mode together for Halo and Borderlands 3. I'm saying, yeah, sign me up. I, I'll, I'll put out more <laughs> money for that. Yeah. Yeah. That was... Uh, um, it's one of my two big favorite features about games that are coming out today is that uh, I then don't have to put pressure on myself to succeed. Like, um, a lot of these a lot of these cooperative games... Uh, actually like you'll die and then there'll be a small penalty but you don't lose anything like halo like you just have to run off and find a spot that you're not getting shot at your friend has to and then you can join in right and that's totally a legit tactic mm-hmm. in uh, like you and i went from playing getting used to it with the normal difficulty to bump it up to hard and then we started mm-hmm. dying more regularly <laughs> yeah. and then we had to get really good about not dying at the same time at least yeah yeah yeah, and then but, you know we develop strategies. Okay, how do we take the this character out or these groups <laughs> of characters out? So yeah, you know, that and that's where we learned actual tactics. Uh, yeah, okay, it's our, you know we'll to get better and not yeah. just shoot. All right, you take uh, you've got better shields. So right, you go first. You know I'll run around, flank them from behind, or mm-hmm. something like that. So and that's where the cooperative gameplay and the teamwork came in. And as we get start, let's talk about what does it mean playing co-op. Because we're having fun, we're playing the storyline, but co-op has a couple of different me- meanings, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got what we just talked about where we're playing together and we're playing the main storyline. So we're actually experiencing the story, almost like watching a movie together, as it were. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we get to watch the cutscenes, and we can insert our own dialogue as we're watching, have fun, or <laughs> saying, hey, Corey, how was your day? If we find it yeah. boring, something like that. or Catch uh, up and wait, yeah. Yeah. And then when we get into the game, we play, have fun. But the other co-op is more of a, we play together, but we're not playing the main storyline. and But we're playing against the computer, the AI. Yeah. And that's more, that's called a skirmish, really. I, I probably yeah. define it as a skirmish. It's very popular in the RTS uh, um, category of, of video games. Yeah. And I think we did that when we were playing Command and Conquer 3. You and I joined up and we played against the AI and yay, we yeah. beat it. And that was good because um, I, I have a vague memory, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I played Command and Conquer much before we played that together. And so half the thing about those games is actually learning the tech tree. And, and I was just like half the time I lost because I was like, well, I should have upgraded there, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, so our strategy was, okay, since I'm the more experienced player there for that game, mm-hmm. I would basically defend you while you could build up slowly. And then when you said, you're ready, and you mm-hmm. had your army of units, and I had mine, and I was just kind of waiting there, and I'd send a few guys out to die yeah, just to have keep fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Then, okay, then we go out. And it, again, that had fun, but again, it was one of those things where because of the lack of balance, mm-hmm. it wasn't the experience that we have today yeah 
And I think that was missing uh, back in the days of the original uh, real-time strategy games, and especially the original first-person shooters. Because back then you had Doom, uh, eventually you had Half-Life, and then Counter-Strike, Rainbow mm-hmm. Six. Those were real popular when we first started playing first-person shooters. But those were all competitive plays. Uh, yeah, they took the took the main uh, premise of running around and shoot things, and then put it into an arena style. Um, I think there there was a little expansion of it that that eventually led uh, to the like the Left for Dead style of gameplay, where you still ended up um, like going out and shooting things, and then but it was like a team cooperative. Um, but yeah, those early ones were definitely very much. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was it depended upon the evolution of actual good competitive AI for um, team play because uh, but heck what do I know about games I, yeah. I've never programmed a game before in my life so <laughs> just no we're just really good at playing them and dying <laughs> yeah yeah I you have to die a lot to win to, yeah, to not yeah. suck yeah so really you know, for us, since we were mostly PC gamers, yes. it was either we played by ourselves, we played the main storyline of the game, and then if we wanted to play uh, with each other, it'd be over a LAN, mm-hmm. whether it be our desktop or our laptop. Mm-hmm. And then again, it was mostly you know competitive because, yep. as you said, you know, maybe the AI wasn't up to snuff uh, mm-hmm. against you know humans or you know, a bunch of humans, or you could choose sort of the easy medium and difficult setting on the AI and you'd have different experiences, you know, how well the programmers were at, but you did have cooperative games in the arcade. Like I had mentioned like double dragon mm-hmm. yeah, uh, or something like that, because really you had the large screen, you could have joysticks and controls that could be spaced out, mm-hmm. you know, but from a PC, you know, maybe the technology wasn't there from a network perspective to allow you to play the main storyline. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they didn't think of that at the time, but really you didn't have cooperative gameplay. You couldn't do it on one PC alone. Yeah. Well, there was the one you were mentioning earlier that you, you could play together off the same keyboard. I don't remember what the title was, yeah. but that was very definitely a, a specific. It was a RPG too, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember that one too. So, oh, uh, well, Double Dragon. Actually, yeah. so they had ported it from the arcade to the PC, you know, okay. and I had in this, and I actually had it for a 286 machine, so I think it was like one of the few ones. But again, <laughs> it was cooperative play because it was arcade. Yeah, and you had to the push PC. the turbo button. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, one of us would use the WSD keys, the other one would mm-hmm. use the uh, arrow keys. Arrow. Yeah. And then since it's just jump and punch, then you just had two more keys there. And, you know, that's easy enough yeah. to program, right? And space out. Yeah. But, yeah, that was cooperative gameplay back then. But the only time you'd see cooperative gameplay, I think, of any sort is, again, in the arcade because you could have mm-hmm. a big arcade machine or yeah. even on home consoles, even yeah. starting with the NES and SNES. I mean, you could because yeah. you had multiple game pads. That was the whole point. You played together. I mean, Pong was the first one, but you're playing yeah. against each other. That was competitive play. Mm-hmm. cooperative play also took a little time I think to evolve and really the first experience I had with cooperative gameplay on a home console that was actually playing with the storyline and not competitive because I mean you had things like Mar- Super Mario Kart for the SNES which you could play together but it was competitive because you're racing against each other yeah 
uh, or you're playing Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or or mm-hmm. so really there's a couple of uh, games that you had you had like the Streets of Rage series mm-hmm. for Sega mm-hmm. uh, where you played the main storylines and you fought the bad guys side by side as two characters protagonists which was that was fun that was I think the original one yeah. and for SNES what was revolutionary it was an RPG this was the RPG it was called Secret of Mana yeah and this was really fun because usually, especially with RPGs, it's just a single player. I mean, you're thinking you're hardcore, you're leveling up your character, you're getting potions, choosing your weapons. Yeah. But Secret of Mana allowed a second player to come in and control one of the members of your party. So as you're moving around the storyline, mm-hmm. as long as you are in the same screen, you didn't do split screen, you were in the same screen, you can move around with each other and fight enemies as they were coming and progress nice. along. Oh, and of okay. course, if somebody tried to move to the other side... You know, they had to wait for you to, you know, run that way so the screen could move. Oh. Yeah. They didn't I mean, do the Halo thing where you got caught up and No, no. Stuff. No, and just, <laughs> just magically appear. It's like I mean I mean home consoles definitely I think after arcade machines, they were the evolution of cooperative gameplay for main storylines. I mean, there was even Toe Jam and Earl for the Sega Genesis. I remember oh, that one. <laughs> I mean, we we could talk about the quality of the game anytime but it was yeah. still it was still cooperative and again we're talking about the main storyline because coming back to pcs mm-hmm. i was never a big fan of the first person shooters because i liked other games because they did have a storyline yeah and with first person shooters they had a really a lot of them like the half-life series they had it had a really good first person single storyline Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had fun playing that. It was great. But when everybody else, when we got together as a group for a LAN party, we were forced competitive play. And I'm just going, it's not fun for me because I'm not at the skill set of everybody. They're just killing me yeah. left and right. I mean, this isn't fun. I would have loved to have done the storyline with a friend. Yeah. But they didn't have that back then. And so it hasn't been, I think, until, I mean, gosh, even recently. I mean, even StarCraft. I mean, you could play together as a team, but it's still skirmish. It was against the AI. It was, still wasn't story mode. Yeah. So getting I, getting to go on an adventure, an actual adventure with someone is very pleasant. Yeah, exactly. So that's where I'm wondering if it was the technology that was the limitation or it was just the uh, thinking of the developers because right mm-hmm. now we're playing Halo Reach cooperatively. And that's yes. a lot of fun. And what I like about it is, again, we can play the storyline. And you told me that the original Halo Combat Evolved for the Xbox was co-op with the storyline too. Is that correct? Yeah, I might have even understated it. Um, I could Google it, but I'll let our our listeners correct me for the fun of it. Uh, You could definitely do two players. You might have been able to do four players um in cooperative through the storyline the whole storyline which was uh that was definitely the first experience that i had with that um not that i played personally with some other people and if i recall correctly too you couldn't do that on xbox xbox live at that moment you could only you can only do still the competitive um gameplay that way uh, but with the with the just straight there on the console, your friend brings his game control over, he plugs in, and you both play the game on legendary difficulty together <laughs> from start to finish. Yeah. And 
Yeah, that was that was epic. Um, yeah, but the what's interesting is they when X when Halo came out for the PC, mm-hmm. that functionality wasn't there. No, and the looking at it um, since we started talking about this, my humble opinion would be simply uh, would be basically hardware at this point. So when we're talking about the games themselves, we're the evolution started out with the arcades, but everything, as far as like major everyone's involved gameplay started at the arcades. Man, I wish I'd have grown up in that era. That'd have been a great era to have started out in. <laughs> um, and the thing that didn't even really take off until the mid '90s was that that coming together to go do a thing at a place that you did with games. You know, you went to the arcade to play games or later on you went to your friend's house to play games on his Atari or his Nintendo or his, his or her, whatever the case may be. And when PCs came out, they were utterly designed for one person to be used at one time. Uh, like you, you could plug later on eventually more than one keyboard and mouse into it, but they would still be recognized as the same keyboard and mouse. Mm-hmm. So you'd really be arguing the situation. Um, and the ability for um, both consoles to compete with other consoles and game uh, computers compete, compete, and then, of course, co-op with other people depended very heavily on networking as an invention, like good, solid networking. Mm-hmm. Um, there was... It, it was coming... It did come together. There was... Uh, I, I played... Um, oh, God. System Shock 2. There was a patch that came out for System Shock 2. I, I got into it way later, but the version that we played... Um, over a land, you could actually play with someone else the storyline, and um, and it was great. Like uh, you still can run into the situation of someone having played the game beforehand and then holding your hand the whole entire way. I ran into that a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you get the opportunity to get a game that you're both like fresh out the door for, it's uh, a wonderful invention, and that it's coming to. PC as a thing and not just something that we emulate on the PC and plug a couple controllers in and pretend we're 90s kids again (laughs) um, is really a wonderful evolution. Um, Yeah, it's one of those things where I also think that before cooperative play for the main storyline, I think developers and publishers were missing out on a key segment of audience that they could have captured otherwise. Yeah. Because as I said, I didn't have much fun playing competitively again, just because I'm not a competitive person by nature. You know, I I like doing things and experiencing things together and that's where I find the enjoyment. So that's where I avoided most of these games. But when they started involving, oh, you can play together the main storyline, that's where I found fun. And I think it seems like a larger portion of games coming out today are offering that functionality right out the door. It's no longer an afterthought. I think they recognize that there is a segment out there that is hungry for that type of experience. And if they find a game that offers that, then yes, they will buy it and then they will play it 
just mm-hmm. like what we're doing right now. Yeah, as a um, making it making PC gaming a much more social, less of a teen raging hormone gotta kill things. Yeah, atmosphere. Yeah, I mean we can smack talk the computer and not each mm-hmm. other, so that's yeah. why nobody's feelings are hurt, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, and um, with the evolution of AI as an actual like field of study. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that evolves, like how good a computer can learn to play back versus other players. Because as you, as you, as we mentioned, when we were playing Halo together, we started getting really good at tactics mm-hmm. once we actually were forced to learn to like not die at the same time. Yep. And to have something that then reverse figures that out and starts figuring out what we learned, mm-hmm. that'll be an interesting spin on it too. Yeah. And then there's one last point I'd like to touch on mm-hmm. that we had talked about earlier was when you play a game co- cooperatively, you mm-hmm. know, there's the potential. Right now, we both have come into Halo and Borderlands, not as complete noobs, but they're, they're new games to us. You know, we've played yeah. that type of genre before, but... Mm-hmm. We're not used to that type of gameplay or, you know, the features that it offers. We haven't spent the hours other people have. So yeah. you know, we're on a, you know, same skill level. However, uh, yeah, I play for a few more hours. So I teched my character up a little bit further than you did at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a little bit more experience, but you had mentioned something that Borderlands, and this is Borderlands 3, by the way, has done a good job in balancing the ai out for both of us yeah and that's also something that i've seen in that one of the disadvantages with competitive play is again somebody's really skilled somebody who's not well the person who's not skilled is going to die mm-hmm. very fast person who's very skilled is going to win and it's going to be a boring game yeah and even co-op can be the same way because then like there were times when we were playing uh, real-time strategies. You know, I was just, again, I was building up my army, keeping you safe from the attackers yeah. to build up and learn. So it took time. But what we're playing right now is the game is kind of figured out or is at least put it that it's adjusted the difficulty or it's thrown enough at us where neither of us feels either inundated. It's like, oh my God, I can't survive. I don't know what's going on. While the other yeah. one's going, oh my God, this is just so boring because I'm just doing the same thing over and over again while I'm keeping this other uh, person alive. Yeah, yeah. Or you're not um, having your hand held along the, pl- the gameplay yeah. while it's going on. Yeah, so we're both getting the challenge irrespective mm-hmm. of our current skill sets. Exactly. Yeah, it's a... Uh, and Borderlands, the whole Borderlands series has been really good at that. Um, it's probably one of the reasons why it's one of the best respected co-op games out there is because they put that effort into it. It's uh, it seems like it is easier to uh, to to take a, a negative view of the Halo series to throw more bad guys or tougher bad guys in a situation. Not to say that it doesn't work. It works very well. Um, like when we were playing on Legendary, mm-hmm. and it was just like, no, I can really just die in a couple seconds. Like it mm-hmm. it creates that atmosphere that they're going for in that. Um, but there's no RPG elements in that shooter. Whereas Borderlands is an RPG shooter where you're leveling up basically your weapons and your character. 
and to be able to do the magic math that they do to be like, well, you know, this is a good average amount of damage between these two people that makes that happen um, is really good. Uh, 2K, 2K and the development team on that did a good job with that system. And that's definitely something that, um, that, that is, is a nice evolution of the RPG bent on shooters yeah. in that case. Yeah. And you know what? You were, I just, ha- I just thought of, of, you know, we're talking about first person shooters, main storylines, because mm-hmm. you know, it's a popular genre. It's, uh, definitely. I mean, first person shooters aren't necessarily my favorite genre, yeah. uh, but I still have fun with them. But I, overall, I would say in the last you know fifteen, almost twenty years, you know, especially you know starting with Wolfenstein and Doom, first person shooters just always seem to be at the very top uh, yeah. of the list. Of hey, you know, your some of your AAA titles are always going to be like a first person shooter. And now genres, you know, you've got third person, you've mm-hmm. you got some uh, real time strategies or League of Legends that type of stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking about what was the very first cooperative first person shooter and what comes to mind and it's an arcade game because again this is an old game yeah virtual cop yes oh that's good good old school and it spawned that whole genre of um that the shooters uh what was the other one um wa- the walking dead or there was a zombie one yeah too. The, yeah the walking yeah the yeah, walking dead and you know sega actually turned it into typing of the dead and mm-hmm. actually, that was uh, I had that one for the Dreamcast. <laughs> oh, nice! And if you had two keyboards, and you know, you had proprietary print, and I had a keyboard, but um, <laughs> and they eventually came out with a PC port with two keyboards, and if as long, and they would recognize two keyboards in that case. Oh, but yeah, awesome. you could compete, you could cooperatively play <laughs> Typing of the Dead. <laughs> that's brilliant. See, that's that's how you get teach kids to type. They should just make that mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares if it's 20 years old now? Yeah. So, I mean, cooperative play has been out there for a very long time. Yeah, in, in the sense of storyline co-op, yes. Yeah, yeah. But it's really ha- it has evolved, and I think it we've seen an acceleration of it in, like, I'd probably say the last maybe five to seven years. Mm-hmm. And as you said, it's really had to catch up with both the hardware uh, you know, LAN, you know, uh, technology, mm-hmm. you know, speed transfer of data, you know, you know, trying to minimize lag and making sure people have solid connections and also, uh, AI development, because again, you need to have something that can compete and adjust accordingly mm-hmm. skill set. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, we've listed a lot of games here. I mean, I've got my list. I've got like double dragon. I've got virtual cop, system shock two, secret mana, halo. What other games come to mind that have like a co-op storyline? Can you think of? Um, you know, it's actually kind of funny when I was going through and putting my list together as well. The um, Steam Valve has actually done a lot of cooperative games. Um, I completely forgot about Portal Two. Um, it wasn't technically a main storyline thing. You actually got to play um, two robots, and, and I don't need to explain this. I'm sure most of our audience has at least heard of Portal Two. Um, that was an alt. And if you haven't yet, like, go buy it. <laughs> oh my God. Play the first one if you haven't done that. And then play the second one. This is like, you have to. It's I'm pretty sure they're like $5 right now anyway. <laughs> um, but they also came out with a game called Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2. And that is a cooperative shooter 
where it's a zombie survival, but it has a plot line. Like your survivors in the apocalypse trying to make it between places and you can get shot, you can die, you can turn into a zombie, I think, um, if you if you die enough. Like, it's uh, a really clever, really well-balanced. Um, if you get an opportunity and you're interested in artificial intelligence, just the articles that they talked about um, trying to develop the swarm me- mechanics of mm-hmm. all these zombies just showing up and, and when to do that um, was a really clever thing. Um, also, going back to our first uh, new podcast, Factorio is actually a cooperative gameplay. Um, you can have, uh, I'm not going to say how many, uh, I'm pretty sure at least four, if not six people join you in a session and actually work all together to make it to the end of the game, um, which then leads to that whole speed gaming thing. Like I've watched videos of, of groups of people speed doing the whole entire game in about an hour. It's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's a recent one too that came out uh, mid this year called Deep Rock Galactic, and I played a little bit of that. Um, I'm hoping to addict someone else I know into <clears throat> into trying that one out at some point too. Um, that one is cooperative in the Halo sense, but you get the RPG elements where you're upgrading your your weapons, your armor, and your ability to mine. You're a, you're a dwarf mm-hmm. in space oh, mining rocks. Yeah. And you're fighting bad guys while also trying to collect the right amount of materials in a fixed amount of time and and mining them and then getting out of there without dying. Um, and it's really funny because it's one of those games, you know, we're used to side, side angle here. We're used to, you know, hundreds of gigabytes of game files. It's a five gigabyte install. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, when I was trying to clear out space for some other things. That yeah, was I almost went over my uh, Comcast cap uh, for uh, <laughs> the month of December, just you know, downloading all these new games to my new laptop. It's like, oh yeah, I gotta have this, I gotta have this, and then suddenly I get the warning saying you've reached seventy five percent of your cap. Oh no! <laughs> and I'm going, I've got one week left. <laughs> no Netflix tonight. <laughs> <laughs> just one show with the family. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see uh, where things go from now, but I, I really think, you know, cooperative gameplay is definitely a segment of the market that has was missed, mm-hmm. uh, and developers are just now realizing the value it adds for players, mm-hmm. uh, and so certainly what I've seen so far looks very promising. I'm having a lot of fun, and really, I can't wait to see what comes out next. Mm-hmm. Well, and I have this feeling that with this atmosphere of having to stay home and that you can't go over to your best friend's house, even if they're your neighbors, to, to go and hang out, that might actually push that even harder. Yeah. Like, uh, like even people who have consoles still have to go online in order to play with their friends. And so the technology is there, and we're just waiting for some fabulous storylines to to go down the, the rabbit hole with. Yeah. So can't wait. Wonder. So. <laughs> all right. So, uh, I, that's all I've got for tonight. So it's, yeah. uh, this is good stuff. Uh, you know, I hope our listeners, you know, find this, uh, podcast, uh, with lots of information, you know, some new games to try out, maybe some old games to try out. Yes. Yeah. Download a copy of double dragon and play with a friend over yes. the internet somehow yeah don't ask me i can definitely recommend system shock halo of course 
Um, most of the games that we've mentioned actually have or are on sale fairly frequently, and also most of them are, are anywhere between two to five years old. So getting a hold of them is very manageable. Yep. Uh, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I also recently found out that you can even still play together even if you buy your games on different services. So if you've yes. got a GOG game versus a Steam versus an Epic. Mm-hmm. There are services like Discord and others that still allow you to cross-platform play. Yeah, GOG's done a really good job of integrating with everything else. Yeah, so, yeah, there's uh, really, if somebody says uh, you have to buy it this way, yep, there's always a different option. But mm-hmm. if any case, there's always a way. And please, yes, go meet up with some friends virtually, mm-hmm. be safe, and have lots of fun. <laughs> awesome. Until next time, Corey. Thanks, Ian. We'll catch you later. Bye.